Legally Blonde, Suits, My Cousin Vinny. All badass lawyers, all different. Which begs the question, what type of lawyer do you want to be? Don't waste another second thinking, ugh, I don't even know what types of lawyers there are. Trust us, we've been there. Let's put a stop to that once and for all. Go take the 90-second quiz from new lawyer now what coach Angela Vorpal to give yourself a clear picture of the best fit type law for you. Go to www.whattypeoflawyerquiz.com and take the quiz today. Once you've taken the quiz, send us a DM on Instagram to let us know what type of lawyer you got. We can't wait to hear. And welcome back to Ladies Who Law School podcast. I'm Haley. And I'm Sam. And welcome to 2022. We are very excited to be here. And uh, yeah, this is going to be a wild ride of a year. We're finishing out our legal education and then we are also taking the bar exam this summer. So, as I've told Samantha many times, 2022 is the year we become lawyers and attorneys. What, what, what? I know it's weird to think that, you know, graduation year has already come. Um, I feel like law school has been such a blur, but long at the same time, like when you're in the middle of it, right. It seems like it's like forever and it's like, ah, and then you look back at the end of the semester and you're like, oh wait, that went by really fast. So I'm really excited to, you know, be graduating and, you know, the podcast, we have a bunch of stuff planned for you guys. So it's going to be a good year and we're excited to bring you along for the ride as usual. Absolutely. So as always, when we start a new semester and start a new year, we like to talk about what we expect and what we think may happen. Our quote predictions, as many of you know, (laughs) They very rarely come true, but it's just fun. And we like to look back on it and think, wow, silly, silly girl. (laughs) I think um, for me, one of my goals slash predictions, and I said this last last semester with Wills, I was like, I'm going to get so into it. And like, you know, Cali, I really want to take my studies more seriously this semester. Um, I know that even though I have a you know, job lined up. Like it might be like, why would you even care about your grades? But I don't know. I think it's now like a weight lifted off my shoulders and I can kind of let myself like immerse myself in school a little bit more just because like I have that waiting for me, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really am interested in IP law, which we're both taking. And, um, you know, I feel like having a business IP law is like great to know. So I'm really excited for that class in particular. I'm not excited that there's three huge books and LOL because I thought that they were small because I ordered mine online and Samantha got hers in person. Okay. So she FaceTimes me like right after I got my books and she's like, yeah, I ordered the books. Like they're pretty small. And I like make, you know, a finger, like my fingers in like a 
I don't know, a, bu- a book yeah, width. Like, the, the width of it. She's yeah, like, the width. Yeah, that's I'm like, pretty that's, small. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, it's not that bit bad. I'm like, low-key, it's kind of big. But literally, that but... was like sarcasm, because you're like, what the hell, dude? They're huge. Like, okay. And there's three of them. And then she saw them in person. She was like, oh, I was wrong. <laughs> I yeah. take everything back. So we do have three books for that class. Um, we don't have our syllabus yet, so like, don't know how we're going to use the three books, but But, I'm excited to take the class. I have high hopes and high spirits. This professor that we're taking is new and he, everyone loves him. Um, and he's like very well known in the IP world. So we're very excited for that. Yeah, absolutely. I think one of my predictions goals is there's a few of them. Obviously, um, a few days ago, we posted on Instagram about this the word for your semester, the word for your year, and for me, just getting my mindset right to take the bar and conquer that first time, that's my goal. I don't want to have to take it again. I mean, if I do, I'll handle it, but I really don't. I want to be a first-time bar passer, so I think that there's just a lot of diligence and grit that's going to go into this process this last semester of law school um I want to enjoy it but there's a part of me that thinks it's going to go by really fast and I'm going to just be at the end and be like holy crap it's time to do this so I'm doing moot court which I'm really excited about I kind of just fell in love with writing appellate style things and also getting asked a ton of questions about it. So I decided to join that and it's about IP law, ironically enough. And so I want to, like you said, take that seriously and do the best I can. Who knows where it'll go? And there's, you know, regionals and then nationals, but it's just cool to get out of my comfort zone and do that. But also I have a huge internship this semester and I just want to dive into that. And also I have a lot of books for my classes. So I was just thinking, wow, I'm going to be a busy bee this semester. But genuinely, I think I work better when I have more to do rather than when I have time to just sit around and like think about things. You know, I think when I am really busy, I do sometimes feel this stress or overwhelm but in reality sometimes I think it's just like that hard work that push maybe yeah and like sometimes I tell people to lean into it and that's something I've definitely had to learn in law school and in this profession it's just you're gonna feel like super tired mentally you know and you're just over one it's just this feeling like I don't even know how to explain it I guess over a practice one day maybe I'll be able to put words to it but you feel this feeling and you just have to decompress too. And, you know, today we're going to talk about getting in your workflow and how you feel best when you're working at your best. And I think there's times where I definitely feel that. And I just hope to really master that more uh, this semester and also work on my writing because I know that's so important for the bar. I have two things that I've been thinking about doing this semester too. And, you know, just trying to get better about that. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is our last semester in law school. So, you know, now's the time to use our skills that, you know, it's the last time we're going to be in school. So might as well do it to its full extent and try our hardest. Cause like, we're never going to be in school again, you know? And that's kind of like sad too. Cause like, yeah, never as much as we like, never. <laughs> yeah, no, we're, I mean, not, I don't, I mean, you know what? I have thought about getting like an LLM or MBA, but 
That's why I said um, But I don't know. That would have to be in the Way future. Down the road. Yeah. Yeah. And it would ha- I wouldn't get my LLM here in Oklahoma if I did. You know, yeah. I, it would be like, oh, you want to work at this IP firm in New York? Go get your LLM and then you can work for us. Something like that, you yeah. know? So, really intentional about it. Exactly. I agree. So I think that's another thing that this semester, like, it's everything is intentional. Like, the hard work we're putting in is intentional to get ready for the bar, you know, like the mindset. Like, everything that we're doing right now is to get into that perfect mindset for the bar. So, like you said, we can be first time passers because I think if we can. We, we will do that because we're all about Manifest. manifestation yes. and um yeah we're just excited to bring you guys along for the ride and you know we we tell you guys the good the bad the yeah, ugly <laughs> um but we have high hopes i mean it's like it's like senior year of college right like the last semester is like high school i mean it's yeah. just like the, the end of the yeah end of it's era. like an end of an era and it's it's kind of sad to think that it went by so quick i mean yeah. law school has honestly been like my favorite educational experience I've ever had, like throughout, like, you know, better than call. I mean, I did love college, but Mm -hmm. I think this was just so rigorous and like made my mind things and thinking ways that I never could. I mean, sometimes I'm sitting at work looking at like stuff I'm reading. I'm like, how can I understand this? (laughs) You know, like two years ago, I would have not been able to read 15 cases in one day and like be able to retain anything and like know what the heck's going on. Absolutely. So just to see that progress and like, we got to be proud of ourselves and you know, it's only going to get better from here, you know? And as you're saying this, I'm thinking we have listeners out there who are at the beginning stages of their legal journey. They're studying for the LSAT. And it gives me chills to think about us back then. It also kind of gets me emotional. We're at the end of an era. We're at our legal journey, uh, legal law school education, mm-hmm. legal legal education. And like you said, how do I understand this? And it's a lot of time and work and effort and reading that we've done to be able to understand this and really mm, grasp it, mm-hmm. you know, and it's be able easy. to, no, it's not easy. And when you're hearing this and we're talking about this, this is almost like our, our diary, right? Mm-hmm. And we are at the end. We are about to go and embark on this last hump of our semester and then the bar exam. Oh my gosh, right? Like it's at the, we're at the end. And like the crazy thing is people, you guys taking the LSAT, like it's also crazy hard. And it's also something that you have to get in the right mindset. You need to give yourself time. You need to know that, I mean, think about it. We go through three years of law school to take the bar exam, right? You got to give yourself time to study for the LSAT. Delayed gratification. Yes. Over and over. I mean, for anyone who wants to, oh gosh, it's just, I mean, wants to do you this, be you got to understand you, that. Yeah. You have to be okay with delayed gratification. I mean, we're going to graduate and we're still not going to be able to practice right away. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there are a bunch of hoops that you have to jump through and it's just part of the process and you know, we're here to show you how to do it because we don't, we don't know half the time what we're doing. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. We (laughs) learn through our mistakes, right? Yes. So today we want to talk about finding your legal career path and finding your path in what is this legal journey, right? We talk about where we are, where I think, you know, 
in the world of practice, we're just some tiny blimp of that, right? We're but, literally kindergartners yeah. in the real world. And anyone taking the LSAT, you're in pre-K. You know what I mean? Like, the, you're in the uterus. Still. still, you're being formed by the, the mother be, law. You'll, you'll be birthed once you get to law school. <laughs> right? Like your first semester. Yeah, you're like... It's a, you're like a new it's baby like a crazy like. word. <laughs> Exactly. I mean, it sounds crazy, but it's so true because you're learning and you're shaping your mind. Like Samantha said, you're really just coming into your own of who you're going to be as the the caterpillar to the butterfly. Right. So we want to talk about, you know, there's always people around you, whether you're taking the LSAT in law school, maybe even practicing lawyer that just seem like they have it all figured out, that they have their career path charted for them, that they already have a job, that they, you know, already have a place in law school when they're an undergrad. And you're just kind of like, what the heck, man? And I think it's just important to recognize that no one has it all figured out. It's, Nobody. it's all a facade usually. Um, I mean, there are going to be select few people right in your class that are going to have it kind of figured out, right? Maybe they were the top in their class and they intern at that one firm and they're going to work there and they're probably going to work there for a long time, you know, like, mm-hmm. and they can see their career path. But for 99% of us, like that's not the case. And we go through law school, not really knowing what the heck we're going to be doing. And it can be like to think, sit and think, like, what is my career going to look like? I mean, your career is going to be way longer than, you know, usually, I mean, I'm 24 now. My career is going to be longer than 24 years. You know what I mean? Yeah, than your age of Exactly. So, so like, to think about what that's going to look like, it's hard. Um, You can't. You can't. You just really can't. And I don't want you to even think that you can because that's the kind of thing that sends me in a spiral, right? Because you... As type A people, planners, we want to know what the future holds. I always joke that if someone could just show me a crystal ball of what I look like for like five seconds, I would just be so much better. But in reality, that would probably drive me crazier, you know? So there's a reason that your plan is ever moving and it's an arc and your career is that as well. And I think, you know, we talk about some people, maybe they do have that job lined up after law school or they do have that um, acceptance already into law school. Right. But trust me, guys, they will go on a path that they never anticipated. That is just the part of the law. You discover new parts of yourself. You discover new things that you like. You realize maybe I do want to be in the courtroom. Maybe I don't want to be in the courtroom. You just learn so much in law school that really can shape and mold you into how you want to be as a lawyer. We'll be right back. Hey guys, we want to take a moment to talk about something that has been a game changer for us busy lawyers, Audible. Yes, Audible has been our go-to platform for incredible audiobooks, offering an extensive library of thrillers, nonfiction, autobiographies, and mysteries. And guess what? We've got a special treat for you. Audible is offering a free trial to our listeners, and all you need to do is check the link in the show notes. It's the perfect opportunity to experience the magic of audiobooks without spending a dime. Speaking of thrillers, I know you are currently hooked on Never Lie by Frieda McFadden. Samantha, can you tell us a little bit about it? Absolutely. The twists and turns in Never Lie have kept me on the edge of my seat during the workday and even when I'm on my daily walks. It's like having a suspenseful companion wherever I go. And for those looking for some 
financial wisdom, I have been engrossed in My Money, My Way by Kamuku Love. It's packed with practical advice on managing finances, perfect for anyone trying to navigate the complexities of money management. What we love most is the flexibility Audible offers. As lawyers, our schedules can be unpredictable, but with Audible, we can enjoy our favorite books on the go, whether we're stuck in traffic, hitting the gym, or waiting for a court hearing. So if you're ready to embark on a literary journey and discover the joys of audiobooks, click the link in the show notes to start your free trial with Audible. Trust us, you won't want to miss out on this fantastic offer. So I think if we're going to speak to like our pre-law people now, we can kind of go through like who we can speak to because I feel like every stage is different, but I see a lot of pre-law people like, for example, in our Facebook group that they're like, I want to practice this and this and like what school's going to go to for X, Y, Z. And that's great. Right. Mm -hmm. But also like, I don't know. 99% of people that go into law school thinking they're going to do one thing end up doing another. Yeah. So like I would never, I don't want to encourage anybody to just choose a school because of one, you know, one practice area, go to a school that has a lot of practice areas that they're good at. You know what I mean? Like you're going to figure out in law school, like the first day you sit in class, I mean, you're going to be exposed to so many, like your mind just going to be racing. There's so many opportunities out there. And trust me, like 99, not nine. I keep on saying 99 just because I feel like that's a lot of people (laughs) coming to law school, like wanting to do criminal law. Yeah. Because that's all all we're exposed to. Literally all of us. And then you get exposed to contracts and CivPro and torts. You know what I mean? Or maybe all you've seen is Legally Blonde and you think that that's like the only option. And also to be at a firm and all these things. When in reality, you can work in house. You can be of counsel somewhere. You can do compliance for so-and-so big company. I mean, it's just like, there's so many options out there. And all of those things that I just said, like, aren't in the courtroom either. And also, like, your law school probably won't advertise a lot of, like, these paths. So that's why it's important to start thinking of them now. And and that's why we're trying to tell you about them, too. Yeah, we're trying to you know, broaden your horizon, open the curtain up. So you guys can see like that there's so much out there and I don't want any of you guys to limit yourselves. I feel like, you know, even myself, I can feel Mm -hmm. limited sometimes. And then I have to think, wait, there's like so many opportunities out there. You know what I mean? And, um, like I said, your career is so long, Mm -hmm. so you'll have time to like do what you want to do. Um, so why don't we talk about, you know, how people can start maybe just thinking about what their path is. Yeah. No, for sure. I think it's important to understand your why. I mean, we've said this once, we'll say it again, but why are you wanting to go to law school? Why are you in law school? Why are you taking out money and time and this investment in yourself to go to law school? And are you doing it for yourself or are you doing it for other people? Um, I believe that you should go to law school for yourself. You know, this is an investment in yourself for your own career. So if you feel pressured, if you, let's say you're like 50% wanting to go and you have like your parents breathing down your neck that you need to go or, you know, your, your whole family's lawyers and you feel that that's what you need to do. Like trust your gut and do what you need to do for yourself. Yeah. Because it's going to be really, really hard. And I know as you get deeper into law school, as you become a 2L, a 3L, especially, it's really hard to remember your why. 
it's really hard to look back on the eager, bright-eyed person that stood at the gates of law school and remember what they wanted to do. So it's important to know and just kind of hold close to what is your why and really hanker that down. Yeah. And I think as you move through law school, if you have your solid vision of like what your why is, like when you get in those times of like, I can't do this anymore, or like, I'm so stressed, why am I doing this? You can like sit down, think about your why and be like, okay, delayed gratification. This is why I do this. You know, like remind yourself, like Mm -hmm. get in your feels. Like, you know, like sometimes the other day I read my personal statement. I found it on my Google docs and I started crying guys. Like it was just, you know, I don't know. That's a good exercise. Yeah. I think also something to think about is the skills that you want to use in what kind of skills do you want to be using day to day, right? Do you enjoy writing? Do you enjoy negotiating? Have you even done any of that? You know, maybe you need to join moot court or mock trial in your undergrad. If you're in pre-law, maybe you need to, you know, watch some webinars if you're in law school and see what kind of things spark your interest. Because, you know, understanding what skills you want to use on a day-to-day basis will tell you a lot. You know, do you want to be a litigator or do you want to do transactional work? That'll really broaden your horizon. If you don't want to be around people and you don't want to like deal with clients, that'll also tell you something. So you just kind of have to think about what is your skill set that you want to use, maybe not even what you're good at. You can sharpen these skills over time, you know? And I would say always try out these skills, right? Like if you can take a trial practice class, and even if you're so scared, like I was to speak in front of people and argue in front of people and be put on the spot, you know, at least try that class out. And then you may find out that you love it or you hate it. And then you know that that's not for you. Take a contract drafting class so you can see if you'd like to write contracts, you know, like there are so many opportunities in law school for you to hone in on those skills and figure out what you like and what you don't like. And the more you try out, the more you can start like slashing things off your list of like, nope, not that. Mm-hmm. Nope, not that. Like Haley and I, we both tried criminal law. Like, cause that's genuinely what we wanted to do at the beginning. And we tried it out. We gave it time and we figured out it wasn't for us, but you got to try it, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think too, going along with the skill sets, it also thinking about how many people do you want to work with? Do you want to be in a really collaborative environment? Do you want to have an an extensive training program? You know, this kind of tells you too, like, do you want to go out on your own or do you want to go to a firm? Um, What size firm do you want to go to? I think all those, you know, whenever you go to an AM 100 or just a big law firm in your city, town, whatever, you know, they're going to have an a bullpen, as I like to call it, where all the associates are. And you're going to have collaboration there. and But you're also going to be able to, you know, talk to your partners, potentially, depending on the environment, of course. And, you know, that's something to think about in collaboration. And also when you're looking at that stuff, right, a, a single small lawyer can also give you really good training. That doesn't mean anything, but maybe they also are collaborative with you. It's just kind of those different ways of life that you need to think about that maybe no one's ever said, because I know I didn't think about that. And I didn't realize how collaborative the law really is. You know, whenever you see on TV or you hear people calling in lawyers to help, like that is genuinely a real thing. And I think that's kind of sharpening your skill set to become X, Y, and Z that gets called in for X, Y, and Z. Yeah. 
I mean, yeah, I definitely agree with that point. I think collaboration is definitely something you need to think about. You know, I I guess I'll give you guys a real life example because like, why not? Um, I um, don't like speaking in front of a lot of people. (laughs) So when I think of like collaborating with like a large group, I get very um, nervous. I start like my hands start sweating and stuff. But my boss took me to a meeting. with like five other attorneys where I had to speak up and we were all collaborating. And then I found out that I freaking loved it. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Like I loved being able to just talk with and like flesh out the law and like our ideas. It doesn't have to be scary. It doesn't have to be scary. And like, also I think as a young attorney, cause I was the youngest by like probably 30 years in that room. Um, like, you know, a lot more than you think you do. Mm-hmm. And usually the law is like way more fresh as a law student. And they're like looking at you to tell them what the law is yeah. a lot of times. So like, they need you. yeah. And so like, take that with a grain of salt too. And, you know, just for confidence wise, like you guys know more than you think you do. Yeah, totally. And like, hold on to that because I think, especially as you study throughout law school, as you go to take the bar, you're very fresh on all aspects of the law. And that's the point, you know, and that's why people hire us. So I think another thing that you have to think about too, is just like hours. I know as I've done a lot of networking, I've always asked uh, the ladies, you know, what's your hours like? How do they feel about paid family leave and like uh, maternity leave and paternity leave and things like that. And you just kind of have to understand, you know, everyone, I know all of you guys out there are at different stages of your life. Some of you are moms, some of you are dads, some of you are stepmoms and dads, you know, and you're like half the time with the kids and half the time not right. But all of that has to come in to consideration when you're thinking about what kind of law you want to do and what you want to do as your kids grow up and then potentially once they're out of the house, you know, because I think there's some types of law and some aspects of law that can really allow you to work from home, can give you more flexibility. Also, sometimes you just have to work at night. You know, I know one of our friends in law school who stays up till the crack of dawn because that's just the way she works. Right. So I think that you just kind of have to think about that. And I know a lot of us young people, maybe who don't have kids or aren't married or don't have a partner that we kind of think like, Oh, I didn't even think about that. Maybe, or, you know, some of us do, I know I have, (laughs) but it's it's interesting. And it's important, you know, work-life balance. It's what's going to keep you sane. Um, but yeah, look at the hours. I would say when you're looking at potential jobs or just like career paths, like a lot of firms have like billable hour requirements and Mm -hmm. stuff. So like, do you want to do that? You know, like there are firms that are not going to have that. Mm -hmm. And that can be a big pressure on some people to have that like looming over their head that they have to get a certain number of billable hours. Um, And sometimes that doesn't allow that much work-life balance, right? So it depends on like what your needs are. Like you may say, you know what, I don't want to have kids or anything for like 10 years. I'm going to go work in big law like 90 hours a week and I'm going to kill it. Yeah. And like, that's awesome. But someone else might be like, well, you know, I, I want to have a kid in two years Yeah, and they might want to be at a smaller firm where they can have more flexibility, where mm-hmm. they can work part time exactly. or work from home. Work from home yeah. And there are so many different opportunities out there. Or like have Fridays this. off. Like yeah, Lauren Boyd. exactly. Yeah. So just be conscious that there's not one path. Right. And I think we've talked about this before, how law schools seem to push like 
the one path, like the OCI, yeah. the big law, like the billable hours, you know, like yeah. that's what they Defense want. Yeah, yeah. That's what they like want you to do. Um, but we're here to tell you that's not true. Yeah. Like you get to choose your, you get to choose your own path, dude. Yeah. Like you are the boss of your life and yeah. you know, like literally there are so many opportunities. I just want to hone in on that. Like there are so many opportunities in the law guys. Yeah. So I think ultimately too, you need to keep your options open, your mind open, try different things, you know, (coughs) excuse me. I think a lot of times people don't want to do billable hours, but some people do want to do billable hours. And I think in reality, you shouldn't be either way. You should just try it and see how you are. I know some people realize like the type of personality they have that just doesn't work for them, you know? So it's kind of like when you're trying different areas of the law, it also comes with transactional and litigation versus defense and plaintiff's work. You know, you, you try all these different areas, you dabble in these things, whether that be in pre-law when you're an undergrad and you work at a firm or you do an internship in DC or different things like that. But also when you're in law school and you can be a law clerk and you can really understand the writing and the research and the time that goes into each case, because that's a huge part of understanding how the legal practice works. Yeah, because I think you'd be surprised to know, like, for all you pre-law people, like, a case doesn't just come up to your desk and, like, it's over in, like, a few weeks or a few months. Like, sometimes these cases are, like, years years long, Yeah, you know? So, like, there's a lot of work and you have a lot of cases and, like, there's just a lot that you guys are going to have to experience and figure out, but it's going to be okay. And it's part of the journey, you know? So, we just want to harp on that, that it's... You kind of have to lean into it, like I said before, and just really focus on how you can do what you want to do and really ask yourself, what do I enjoy? You know, what do I like to do? And as a pre-law student or a person that, like you said at the beginning, has someone breathing down their neck, yeah, you might realize really quickly that it's not for you and that maybe you don't want to do these positions and you don't want to work at these types of firms. And that's the perks of trying it out before you do invest in yourself and go through the process of taking the LSAT and understanding that you want to invest in yourself and take on this huge part. I don't even know where. Yeah. I mean, but the beauty of the JD degree is that let's say you do start a career somewhere and you just don't like it. That degree can do so many things for you. Like, you know what I mean? Like you're not stuck in one place, you know? So let's say you do go down a path that you think you were supposed to go down and then it doesn't work out. Like that's okay. There's going to be ups and downs and ebbs and flows in your career. Absolutely. And I think ultimately the last question that you really have to ask yourself and think about is how much money do I need to earn? I think that's a huge part of coming out of law school and deciding if you're going to do public interest, if you're going to go work at a big firm, like you're saying, you know, those salaries are much different. And we've talked about that before on previous episodes, but that's just something you need to think about as you go in, you know, if you're coming out of undergrad with a lot of student debt, and then you're going to come out of law school with a lot of student debt, taking a $45,000 job just isn't going to work. So you kind of have to keep that in mind and realize 
and also realize that it's an arc. You know, maybe you do work at a big law firm for 10 years, like she was saying, but then once you pay off your student debt, you're in a totally different situation and you can open up your own shop. You can be your own boss. You have the JD degree. You have the skill set that you've learned from being a lawyer for 10 years, you know? And also like, if you do have a lot of student loans, don't feel like completely turned off from doing public interest because of course there's public interest repayment plans and all of that. Like, so if that's really what you want to do, like that's definitely an option too, but you got to think about your life and like the way you live, right? Do you want to, do you want to live in an apartment? Do you want to live in a house? Like you can also come back to it, right? Exactly. You can also come back to public interest. If you do work at a firm for a little while, you know, nothing's off limits as you go through your career. Nothing. You know, you said my career is going to be longer than 24 years. Yeah. It's going to be probably like 40 to 60 years, depending on how long you live. (laughs) So that's a long time guys. Like you could do a lot of things. Also, you're not going to want to do something, one thing forever. So you're going to want to change things up. People talk all the time. We've talked with many, many lawyers who say they experience burnout and they experience these feelings where they just don't want to do what they're doing anymore. And that's okay. That's part of the arc, you know? So don't feel like, oh my God, I'm picking this school because it's the best employment law school and I have to do this or the crim law program, whatever, whatever. Okay. Relax. Take a deep breath. Yes, literally. Take a deep breath, all of you, no matter what stage of law school. If you're a 3L, take a deep breath. We can feel the pressure and we know that you need a deep breath. Right. 2Ls, same. Yeah. 1Ls, you're about to get grades back. Like, trust me, I feel you. Yeah. And all the people studying them for the LSAT, we feel you too. Yeah, we We feel you. And like, anxiety ridden. Yeah. (sighs) Every stage of your law career, there's going to be a little bit of stress. We're not going to lie. But you just need to know how to manage it and just think about, I think we're going to name this episode, like lean into it, hashtag delayed gratification, right? Because it's just something that What's you have to- What's your legal yeah. career look like? Delayed yeah. gratification and leaning into it, understanding your workflow, understanding what you enjoy, understanding your why. Knowing yourself. That's what I was about to say. At the end of the day, that's the common denominator here is understanding yourself. And I think that's why people who go to law school later in life do so much better, guys. Yeah. Because when you are a 20 something year old, you don't know shit. Yeah. I don't, I, I've changed- like so much. who I am as a person like nine times since I've been in law school. But you've just grown. It's yeah. an evolution. You're a caterpillar who's becoming a butterfly. It's just the way it works, yeah. right? Whether you change a lot, you change a little. Even the people who have it all figured out, they change, mm-hmm. you know? Because your mind is shaping. And I think that's the beauty of it. So you don't have to have it all figured out when you go in. You know, your legal path. It's almost better if you don't have it figured open out. Minded. Because open mind, like I, sure. seriously, yeah. I tell everyone to go in with an open mind and like let everyone everything absorb everything and let your body tell you what you need to do like you'll know you'll have a (laughs) seriously I mean it's so like juju you know like sage but you will know like you will know when it feels good like in contracts class like you I don't know for me and you I'm sure you had a feeling like oh I kind of like this you know absolutely why do I like this I mean torts was that was that for me right like I love torts yeah and it's kind of like Guys, I couldn't even say negligence, right? Yeah, I didn't even know what a tort was. No, Dead ass. I was like, a tort? Like, is that a... I Googled p- it. Like a... Um, I almost said it in Spanish. Like a... What's it called? A... 
like a little cake. <laughs> a tort. That is a cake. Yeah, like it a is a cake. cake. Like a torta in Spanish is like a cake. So I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, I'm so confused. Like, She's I like, guys, are we learning about cakes? No. I'm like, I, thought I was so thing. stupid. Like, I Googled it. It was like civil law, blah, 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 you know, something. Dude, justia. I still, I still just learned Civ Pro like this last year while I was at my internship. Like, I think when you go into your first year, like, you're just so, you're so new. Keep an open mind. Don't like, I don't know. Just like don't limit yourself. That's yeah. the biggest thing. Like focus don't on your yourself. studies. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Be like Lean work into that. and just notice what you want. This is your career. This what is you enjoy. your degree. This yeah. is no one else's degree but yours. So like take yourself into account. You know, because yeah. it's only for you. And as you study these different subjects, and you learn different parts of the LSAT, law school practical skills you can realize and kind of go back to what we were talking about earlier what you enjoy and what you feel like you can just work at and just dive in and you feel the best at and you know if that's contracts torts trial practice your internship whatever it is you're gonna find it just hang in there you know and on that note if you need some inspo Definitely check out our new merch. We have a bunch of new merch for lawyers, future lawyers, everybody, uh, baby future lawyers. Um, So check that out. We will have a special discount code just for listeners of this podcast um, in the show notes. So no one else gets that discount. Discount. So, um, yeah, check it out. Let us know what you think. And yeah, it's really cute, guys. Lots of revamps from what we've had in the past, some new things, and just all the merchandise that we've always wanted. That's what we try to focus on. And some new, fresh designs. It had been a while, and we are basically at our two year mark. So, we thought it was perfect time to do a nice little revamp. As always, guys, make sure to like us on Facebook and join our Facebook group. We have so many of you guys in there talking every so day. Many. I think we have like 6,000 now. Yeah, it's awesome. And talking about the LSAT, talking about law school, mental talking health. about mental health, all the different things that go into becoming a lady lawyer. And we want you guys to be a part of it too. So join it, pre-law law student lawyer all of anybody listening join it and also make sure and follow us on facebook because we are doing giveaways with our new merchandise and we are also just always trying to uplift you guys and give you know start the conversation and keep the community alive on there as well so yeah we wish you the best semester and if you are not in law school yet we wish you the best application in the lsat season and if you guys need anything you guys know where to find us um reach out if we don't get back to you immediately we will get back to you um but we love you guys a lot and seriously it's been a nice two years and we're just so excited to keep on growing with you keep on growing through our law careers with you and turning ladies who law school into what it's going to become in the future which we will announce in the future um but yeah we're so excited guys and yeah we love you a lot yes we love you guys and stay safe stay healthy i know many 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 people are getting covid just hang in there i know we all have fatigue about it but like samantha said we love you guys so much and we think the world of you we are so proud of you for all that you do and the hard-ass work that it takes to become a lady lawyer future lawyers 
of this podcast. Yes. We're just, you're going to put it that. on your resume. I was a listener of ladies who law school. And they just know that you're like, it's like, Oh, oh she I was too. Like the secret, yeah. secret society. I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, <laughs> guys. We, <laughs> we love you. And we'll talk to you again next week. Bye. Bye.